Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. She was trying to protect me by putting me in the toilet. But then you're playing catching with her. That's why. <laughs> so she was trying to protect me. She went out. The guy put a screwdriver to her neck and said, you follow me now or I'm going to kill you. Is it wrong to hire mates? Wait, can we even say mates? This is your daily catch-up. Wrong. It's the best <laughs> I can do. I need to pee. So much this wearing. This is your daily catch-up. Hey, I stand up already. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the Daily Catch-Up Podcast so far, hopefully, uh, do remember to drop us a like, a sub, and hit the notification button. Why are you always so insecure when yeah, you're asking I don't know. about So just the other day, about three days ago, but this is not going to come out in three days, so f*** it. So uh, <laughs> a TikTok came out and like news media started covering it. Apparently, a domestic helper uh, celebrated her birthday by having her employer, not having, her employer gifted her a phone for her birthday. Wow. Like smartphone. Uh. Yeah, it became news. Wow. This was news. I guess it doesn't happen that often. <laughs> Actually, news coverage about domestic helpers are always very negative, I find. That's true. There's always Yo, abuse. Shout out to my friend. My friend also, my, my major kaki, also, also bought a phone for her. Oh. Helper. But the helper so was like, like 10 20 years, like, watch her grow up, kind of. I'm gonna get her car at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get <laughs> I'm happy that we've progressed as, as society in that sense, right? We look at uh, workers' rights, especially domestic workers' yeah, rights. Right. And in the past, the rights were a lot less, you know? There were fewer rights, lah. Yeah. Off Whereby day, they no. don't get off days, they don't get stuff like that. But in the past, I would think, lah, because of that, there was no, there was a lot lesser form of um, they run away or they root or they steal shit because in the past okay maybe this is just my personal experience okay and and i'm not i'm not saying the past <laughs> well, was better saying scary things yeah. within 30 seconds see where this goes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was really raised by one of my helpers like, like actually two of them and i remember when they left at the time right i no 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 like we were struggling <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have off days i always ask why they don't have of this. Like I asked my mum, and my mum said my helper rather not, rather we pay her. Right. Cool. And and I mean, my helper Agreed be bro, la. La, you know, and she never tell me okay. like, otherwise. Okay. So I believe that. And, and so she didn't really have friends in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And so like we were her friends, we were her family. And we really bonded. And when she wanted to send money home, my parents would remit the mum the money for them. Or my, my parents won't even pay them the full salary. My parents will ask them from the get-go how much you want to remit back. And then my parents help them plan a little bit. Mm. And then give them the amount and then the rest they will go back right. to their home country in whatever fund that they want. And my mom gives them a receipt la, and stuff like that. Back then, no one had any... I mean, lack of social media also. But you don't really hear any of those horror stories. Yeah. But there's a slight trade-off right now when we look at workers' rights, right? When they go out and they make friends, they have boyfriends, as they should lah. <laughs> like they have, they have a life like social life. Yeah, or like have have like places to rent lah. Cause it's a shit job eh. and then you and and like you hate your employer so much, you yeah. damn frustrated with them. You cannot really escape from them because they kind of have a right to knock on your door in the middle of the night to get you to work. It's a job that never ends. It really it's like motherhood, shit pay but child not yours. <laughs> You know, and because of that, I feel like there's such there's a certain linkage in that sense 
whereby they teach each other this is how you tell your employer, this is how you negotiate more salary, this is how you, you why don't you run away. Just like how colleagues Why don't you run away? Yeah, I mean, there, there, <laughs> yeah. Are, there are those that. But I wonder, I'm not sure escape. whether it's the same system now, but like back in the day when they come here, it's like the first six months got no pay after that because they're paying back the agent. I would think it's still like that. Right, so mm-hmm. maybe, as yeah, I feel per- like those that chose not to take the off day and chose to take the money, maybe to them in a the sense, it felt like they would help to pay off a lot faster. So, and plus, most right. of them who come here to work in the first place is probably because they really need the money back home. Right? You yeah, actually so pay straight to the agency. So I think those that took money, once pocket money or once money to send back to their hometown immediately, even if it's just like $80. Because they might be pressured by, I mean, they, they've come here for their family. They might be pressured to be like sending back more if they, if they could and things like that. Yeah, and that's what my helper told me also. She would say my husband asked me why I never send back enough money. Actually, that's the... I weird or like I said, my heartbreaking part to me is that like they spent 10, 20 years of their life here, right? And then when you say like her husband talked to her, but her mm. husband probably hasn't seen her for like what, 10 years? And, and like, so their conversations so... revolve around money. Right. Oh, but uh, th- there's also their kids. So like like my helpers were with me. So again, consecutive, like not, not together, <laughs> one after the yeah, other, right? See. One of them didn't see their kids for, I think they had three kids for like 10 years and they, they just grew up without the mom, you know? And like, so odd. Yeah. It, it must be they're getting paid way more working in Singapore than when any, the average la, job when back it, there, right? Mm. Yeah, I would think so, lah. I, yeah. I feel like it better be actually. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's there's just no way that anyone would give up like their family, privacy, sanity. Yeah. I feel like it's it's, <laughs> it's almost prevalent, yet at the same time it feels like an ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. Because I mean, you work to get money so that you can what have a better life, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Is then is it a better life? For their family who yeah, they are meeting so money yeah, yeah. I feel like it's Definitely. the ultimate sacrifice. Because yeah. right. you you're not going to be the beneficiaries of Correct. That. And yet the ultimate sacrifice is so prevalent. It's so often. So the helper that I've had stay with me for the longest time was three years. Quite short comparatively to Let's your... acknowledge that we have privileged childhoods. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I've never had a helper so I'll, uh, oh, I won't no. acknowledge it. <laughs> no wonder you want to buy a car for the helper. <laughs> But yeah, so the longest was three years only because my mom was actually quite picky. But what was interesting to me was that she lied about her age. And then when I found out about her real age, right, at that point, I think I was 16, like secondary school that time. And then she was 19. And to me, like that, like it was so absurd because she's so young. At night when we would talk, right, then she would say that, oh, when she goes back, she wants to go to university, all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like, wow. We are robbing her of her life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then interestingly, after her, her stint here, she said she wanted to go and study Chinese back in her university. Because right. my mum would speak to her in Chinese. We do have helpers that go back and they build buildings though. Like, yeah. So yeah. when they go back, right, they really live a better life than us. Like, they feel sorry for us. You know, probably <laughs> on the last day, like, this is the last time I'm cleaning anything. Eh, you know? <laughs> One thing I always feel very sorry for the helpers you know, who come to Singapore and work is that they don't, I always sense that they aren't really afforded the dignity as um, mm. people. You know, we clearly, of course, they are like transacting on with us on very different like bargaining power, right? Mm. But then, the way that I see a lot of uh, people treat their helpers and their mates and cleaners, right, it's all very, very demeaning and condescending. And that, that tends to, like, I, feel, I tend to feel a bit icky about that. But the one thing that sticks out to me the most, right, is that they're not allowed to eat dinner at the same table with the family. It, it, has that the same for I've you guys? I've seen that, la, but my family was not. Yeah, my family. Yeah. Why, why is that the case, uh? Oh, my family no. was not. My family is she eat after. Them. Because so, after she cook already, right, then mm. we're eating, then she will go and wash first. 
So then right. after that, like when she's done washing, no, but as in we, it's not she eat our leftover, mm. like we portion it for yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think the agency briefed them like this. Mm. That they should not eat. It's like a right? basic protocol first. Yeah, la. like don't. Unless you're welcome to. So like I remember because my, my family would always welcome my, my, my helper to eat on the dining table and she always looks damn sheepish. Like, yeah. like I shouldn't be doing this. Going back to like, John talking about you give them rights and then they go on and they make friends and then they find boyfriends and things like hey, that. Right? Why you attribute it to me? Um, I was just pointing out. The the first helper that I had and, and really, really loved her, like I call her even though like her, her name or something else, like right? That's so, really so rude then. though. No, I couldn't pronounce it. I was like she oh. she started when I was like eight zero. Right. Um, also another helper after that which lasted like uh, a decade and more so loved her a lot loved my helpers mm-hmm. in case they're watching get on to the story they, they recently answer. texted me on Facebook so I think they're oh! watching yeah, yeah both of them actually anyway so right the reason why she had to leave us because I think if she didn't she would probably still be with us mm-hmm. was that she had a boyfriend and then she had friends and things mm-hmm. like that and so I think the boyfriend was with her for like 2-3 years and then it started to get ugly mm-hmm. oh so like then, I was just starting to smile. These guys were quite violent. <laughs> this is in Malaysia, by the way. I'm Malaysian. Yeah. I grew up in Malaysia. And so I remember at school holidays, I'm a nuisance. I wake up early and I just don't want to sleep and I don't want to listen to anybody, right? No one's at home. My parents are working. And so at like 10 a.m., right, she's just asking me to go and shower. Can you just go and shower? And I don't shower until 5 p.m. in school holiday. I don't shower at all sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like she's like, can, can, can you just please go and shower? And for half an hour, I'm just not listening. I'm running around. Like, she's like trying right. to chase me to the toilet and I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. She said, please, please if, you, if you go to the shower, she like offered me something. I can't remember what. <gasps> and then I don't mind. No! <laughs> like, like, like she will buy me candy and like like not tell my mom or something like that. Like, she bring it to the candy shop. Wait, don't make it dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I finally went to shower, right? And then she she just said like like take a long shower la. like I don't I can't He's remember so what the sus. Word, right <laughs> I came back right and she disappeared huh she wasn't at home and so like I thought of nothing this is again like eleven a.m. right wait but usually when she goes out she will tell you is it she she will tell she will right. tell me either she's going to the shop she's buying lunch or she's going to a friend's house which is the the helper on the opposite side of the road so you she, know like she has so many friends right that when they talk on the phone right I would like just come on I knew their names like Rose <laughs> and, like, I just be like hello and then they be like oh my god you you sound so big already right? your voice so sexy I was like yeah so she disappears <laughs> I came down and I just thought okay this this maybe is just weird lah. so 11am right and suddenly it's like 3pm okay I have food I can eat I'm fine it's 5pm it's 6pm 7pm my mom comes home and says hey where, where is she lah I said, I don't know, she she probably went to a friend's house or like maybe she went to buy food or nothing, but we can't contact her. I don't think she had a mobile phone at that point in time. It was like 12 a.m. and we realized, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So then, because I knew of her friends and I had their phone numbers in the phone book, I started calling them. Phone like, book? And, oh, true Because really, this is long time ago. There's, yeah. there's no mobile phone. I mean, there were mobile phones, but it's not like common. Right? Yeah. And so I went to the phone book and I, started, I, I called Rose and I said, uh, hey, like, have you heard from her? Like, no, we never heard anything. And so it suddenly gets to a point where we call the police. They say you can't find anything until it's 24 hours. So then, okay, we're still panicking. We're now calling more friends, finding out what's going on, right? 24 hours happens. We still haven't heard from her. After 24 hours, one of the friends suddenly calls us and say, okay, we weren't being honest. I think <gasps> we know where she is, but we don't know where exactly. Basically, they heard lah, that like, again, like the story is a bit mother, but I think like they told us that they were having, that she and the boyfriend were having a bit of problems. And so maybe the boyfriend came over and so now we have a problem. We don't have his phone number. We don't have his name. We don't know how he looks like. But anyway, we tell this to the police and then they go off and then they do some investigation which never turned out to anything. Uh, so we never put money. 
with A. Hey, hey, I cannot go, go back now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, we, we tell the Philippines in embassy also, uh, they know, but they also can't do anything because, you know, that's, that's, it's the police job. Lah. So we go one full month, right, where, huh? where we haven't heard from her. We are still calling a friend, seeing whether we've, she's heard from anything, looking in the mailbox, whether there's any sign of ransom or whatever. At this point in time, my parents are not even letting me take the school bus because we don't know whether I'm also going to be kidnapped. Like yeah. we, we, we're well, pretty sure that assume that she got kidnapped. We're pretty sure that she got kidnapped because she she didn't leave. She didn't take her passport. She didn't pack her, shit didn't, oh. her clothes are all at home, uh, and she doesn't normally leave. Like we're, we're family. Like she were really really close lah. Right. So it's really really odd. And so after one month, right, my my dad suddenly gets a phone call in his office just as he was about to leave work. He picks up the phone right, and all he hears is. Sir, my address is you have like half an hour, please help or something like that. And then he puts down the phone and then my dad, like, memory is not his greatest like asset. But he has to like write this down, like like figure out what to do. Because he has like not enough time, he basically calls like a like a former army friend who's like big and you know like strong. They rush down to the address, which like is like one and a half hours away. They speed down. Statue of limitation, don't give me a spinning ticket. He's, they speed down, right? And they basically come, come to this area. compound. It's a really like rundown area. He's like shouting, like, where are you? Where are you? Shouting her name, right? And after 10 minutes, he sees her running down with like a gag and like, 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 oh like, my like gosh. and shit, right? And enters the car and he just says, like, she just says, drive, go now, go now. And then she just drives off. So when we listened to her, right, like, she was telling the story, right? What we found out was basically the day where uh, she told me to shower. The boyfriend came to my house uh, and told her to come out. And so she said that there's no one at home. Please don't disturb anyone. There's no one at home. And so she was trying to protect me by putting me in the toilet. But then you're playing catching with her. That's right. right. So she was trying to protect me. She went out. The guy put a screwdriver to her neck and said, you follow me now or I'm going to kill you. She basically took her to this rundown area where he probably lives. And she tied her to a chair, gagged her, and then like for one whole month, like just feed her whatever she needed, right? Mm. And so what she did, and she's a really bright and smart person, he would leave every day between 5 to 7 p.m. for some reason. What she managed to find, right, was an electrical bill with the address and very near to the chair that she was. And so every day, right, she would just read it and memorize it. For one whole month, she would just memorize it so that she could say it out without having to see that piece of paper. What she managed to do was to be able to free wow, herself. I die all my memories like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what, she, what she was able to also do, right, was to free herself enough so that she could get out of the chair and to explore the area between 5 to 7. Well, then she would come back this. and tie herself back. Yeah, because the guy would find out. Right? Suspect for the reason why she needed one month was she needed to find a payphone. And so she finally found a payphone. She finally found coins to call. And then after that one month when she was ready, ready, she did like a few rehearsal runs. She went and did it. She <laughs> remember. do you say rehearsal? Like she has to like try like, to make sure that she can make it yeah. back in time and give the message. The day like, was the day where she managed to memorize everything, go down, call my dad, memorize my dad's phone number, was the only number she managed to remember. Call my dad, give, her, give him the information and just hope and pray that he, we haven't given up on her. So like that day, we basically brought her to the Philippine embassy, told her to like, like we really like sent Wait, her home straight away. But she wasn't injured, right? Like when y'all uh, rescued her. I, I remember seeing her in the, in the, in the embassy before she, she flew off like, and she looked fine. Wow, what a goodbye though. Cry ah. Cry, cry like mad. Like to me, like she was going to be part of my life forever, kind yeah, of, you know? Yeah. And then like <clears> this was the weirdest <throat> goodbye ah. I feel like Mediacorp would pay for this story. It, it really feels damn surreal and like, like, 
Oh, I still can't believe it happened, yeah. And this was like long, like 2002, I think. So how many of your help? I mean, sometimes <laughs> helpers give ago. problems, lah, right? Did they get kidnapped or not? <laughs> <laughs> if not, please chew away your problems. <laughs> A little bit, little bit, tell mothership. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a helper with you, can you ask them? What happens with the agent? Why are agents so oh, scary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, can you ask the helper? agents are based in Singapore? Yeah. They are all based in Katong Shopping Centre. <laughs> all of them. If I'm not wrong, in my in my history with, with helpers, right, we have tried to, like, without telling her, we call the agent and, and say, can we change or not? And then the agent say, let me come down and solve it. And like, oh. five or five times, right, they just come in, they talk, she cry. Then, Wait, they talk yeah. like regular. So, so yeah, they because something over them. They, they do have something because they bring they, there are times whereby my, like the helpers miss home and they want to go home. Like, you know, you pay the levy for them to come here already. And then one month, they're homesick, they want to go home. Mm. So we just call the fella. We say, she wants to go home. Like, can you send another person like ASAP? They come here and then they sit her down and she stays. Mm. I, I think maybe there is no rational reason to why they are so afraid. You, know, you never know like all these agencies, right, when they hire these like third world workers and everything, right, might be telling them all kinds of like crazy stories, yeah. right? Plus I also think like because it's so ingrained that helpers are almost like second class humans almost, right? Yeah. The, the fear for authority is even greater. Right. Mm. Where do you stand on the issues of like should there be domestic helpers? Like, should there be live-in domestic helpers? Okay, to me, right, it's like contract all. Like, they agreed to come and work here. But they you also know that contract. they probably, they didn't study much. Yeah. And hence, they will do this job. Hence, they are not ready to sign this contract with you. Yeah, and I also acknowledge that, like, I know that there are a lot of cases where the contracts right, are fully in English. <clears throat> so right, what yeah. they know is only what the agents, the agent there that went to scout them might like, tell them. To tell them like, but yeah. I feel like end of the day, they are kind of getting what they what they came mm-hmm. for though. That money mm-hmm. to like go back and support their yeah. family or that eventually maybe in three to five years. Right go back and do the same. Mm. Although, I, of course, they should have the rights that they have and not be treated like second-rate humans. Yeah. But, yeah. but then the rights also would lead to more naughtiness. Yeah, so that, that's the trick, right? And like, that's the trick of trying to curb that, right? I get about like the, what you're saying about like the power imbalance and a lot of people, they, they're starting to question, right? Are we like exploiting them? If there wasn't this opportunity in Singapore, then what would they be doing back yeah. home? Mm. They would be back home in a average job that's making like 10 times lesser with way less health benefits, safety and everything. So when you, when you look at it from that perspective, right, them coming to Singapore is actually a very rare uh, lucrative uh, opportunity for them, right? It's just that as Singaporeans, as people in the first world, we don't evaluate them based on their standards back home. We right. evaluate mm. their livelihoods based on our standards in Singapore. And then it suddenly it feels very like, hey, shouldn't they have more than what we yeah. are giving them? Shouldn't yeah. we treat them with more respect? And yeah, but definitely respect we should. Yes, uh, yeah, definitely. Respect. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to murky territories. <laughs> definitely we should treat them with more respect and, and dignity, right? Yeah. Jumping on that point, I feel like the it's okay to have domestic helpers because as in that, that just hinges on you not being a shitty person to them. Lah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, right. I feel like if there weren't so many like helper abuse stories and all that, would we be asking the same questions of whether we are exploiting them? So I think my take right is that honestly it comes down to a lack of job scope. It is not accurately put down Shouldn't what their KPIs, job description is. is. Yeah. yeah, because the yeah. reason why people take advantage of helpers, right, is because it's not clear what they should be doing and what they should not be doing. So they think that the helper is here to do anything they want and if they don't do it or they don't listen, then they're doing a bad job. So like, 
whether they're supposed to be cooking, cleaning, taking care of the kids, or whether they should be doing other stuff like if I need to pick up something from here, or you clean also your need friend's to go. house. So then it, wow. they get taken advantage of in that sense because there's no clear job scope. They don't have mm. the power when they talk to their agent about this is my rights and that kind of thing. Mm, and then yeah, so they yeah. come in to hope like and just they, do they just don't have the platform to say this is my rights. But to me I feel like the biggest breaking yeah. point is live in to be working yep. 24 hours even when you sleep you need to be grateful to employees that you have a place to sleep what the hell is that mm-hmm. and the lack of options I can't say I'm gonna quit you and go to a new house yeah exactly it's it just not gonna do that for you yeah, yeah. they don't have right. that option to exit right I think it would be solved if they were unionized <laughs> 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 yeah, this left wing conversation is gonna lead to the downfall of the country <laughs> right it made the unionize and they all went on strike and all the houses had no more like, like helpers right like suddenly all the employees will wake up the idea and go, oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. So this is how unproductive parliament is in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you're talking about unions, right? So there are several activists, uh, uh, activists like organizations who, who do fight for these uh, migrant worker rights. Like, yeah. I believe they're called TWC2 or some, something yeah. like that. Yeah, A lot of them, I think they do very good work. They, they really do, like, fight for the, the marginalized people. But then at the same time, right, they are pushing for red blanket laws, right, to protect all the migrant workers in Singapore, which is like coming up to like hundreds and hundreds of thousands, right? The problem is that when you have more and more of these laws, right, it will actually go in the direction of increasing the entry barrier for new migrant mm. workers to come in, right? Mm. If you have to pay a certain wage, if you have to increase more standards requirements, that means that the unseen costs, so to speak, mm. are the people at Myanmar and Philippines and Indonesia who they go to their job, immigration right? center and get rejected. But we don't see them in Singapore, right? All we see are the, yep. the people who are already here and getting their wage. We were talking about like the power imbalance, right? But I think the important thing to remember is that the power imbalance is not the fault of Singapore. It's, yeah. it's the fault, in fact, of the developing countries who are like impoverishing their people, right? Mm. But Singapore, by, by our virtue of like getting richer, I know it sounds very controversial, yeah. but we're actually giving like white them an opportunity, like PAP, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I get it, I get it, I get it. We are, in fact, actually giving them an opportunity. We're actually redistributing that, that income yeah. of the richer country. Yeah, yeah, them. exactly right, yeah. exactly right. No, so going back to your point about whether there should be this convention that a human being is living in, in your house and like yeah. working 24-7 and whether that mm-hmm. should be allowed or not, right? There actually have been new like schemes. So like, I think just recently, a scheme has been approved fully after being on trial for like, I think, four, five years. Oh, it was on trial, I didn't know. Yeah, it was on trial since 2017. But basically, having, working hours. having part-time uh, oh. helpers. So so they stay in like, either the agency or like in a facility. Then they come, they, they work at like different houses. Right. It's basically <coughs> like how the migrant workers work, is it? Mm. Like the build, construction workers. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. But so then... They, is that mm. better? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to the point where even construction workers sound demeaning, right? It's like, but that's the word for no, it. You yeah, like I mean, yeah. well, actually, I want to... You all can choose not to include this, but I actually have a bit of a pet peeve, you know, about but, the term like domestic helpers. Why? Because I feel like, right... <laughs> That, that we, used to call, we used to call them mates, right? Uh, but now we call them domestic helpers. But then, this, this shift in terminology, right? Who is it actually helping? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 I completely agree. Is it helping it us or is it helping the, the, the workers? Yeah. Making the, us the, feel the better mates, right? yeah. The mates could give less of a f- what you call them, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, seriously. Oh, no, okay, okay, okay. You know, so it's more of like, we are I trying to make ourselves feel better that. about it. It's we, we created a word for something, yeah. and then we own self tarnish that word, then we decide, like, let's all use this word, this word is dirty. What the hell is with that? We're guilty okay. about like, hiring them, about so we try to bullshit <laughs> ourselves, right? So, are you against having a helper though? Next time, when you, let's say you got children, when you get a helper. 
My household is always very small, right? It's just my... Uh, no, yes, right now, my mom and me, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So I, I've never needed a helper. But I can see why some people, they no, would you? have babies, they, then they want to have helpers. I can understand that. So would you... <laughs> you know, this guy is waiting for politics, eh? Sidestepping. Uh, would I, would I like have, imagine would I, you and your wife are both working. Then you have like two kids at home. As much as possible, no. Why, what why? makes you against uh, having a helper? Is it about the... Um, you want to virtue signal or <laughs> you just get to steal your shit or... No, no, no it's, not, it's not about virtue signaling. I think, first of all, I, I do value the privacy, the home, the home privacy, yeah. right? Um, second, I mean, it's just like... My, I feel like my, my values is that... Like how you clean up after yourselves. Uh, unless, of course, it's no, like... No, no, right. So, let's say... Okay, let's say you, uh, you have a girlfriend or mm-hmm. your future wife. You have a girlfriend. Yep. Okay, I mean, yeah, doesn't matter actually. Uh, <laughs> so one day you have a child together, right? You will ask her to stop working or you will stop working to take care of the child or you mm-hmm. will pay $1,300 for infant uh, yeah, care so a month or you one of your retire or you get a helper. Probably I won't go all out and suddenly get like a full-time helper, but I will get outsourced the work a little bit here and there. So you you pay infant care, for example? Probably. Which is $1,400 a month, which is twice the salary of a migrant. How much is it? It's about thousand, two thousand four. Wow, so lucrative. Mm. <laughs> so, so um, I mean, y'all know by now that that pair and I are trying to start a family, right? And I, I had to sit down because we we are not as fertile as we hoped. So I had a lot of time to think about: Do we really want a child? So mm-hmm. like you know, there's a pros and cons. Then I realized the upside uh, of having a child uh, is empty right now. There's no upside. Joy, there, there's happiness. no upside that exclusively having a child can bring. You know, there's like happiness. I mean, a lot of things bring you mean, me happiness. You mean until a few years later? Me, until maybe they are revenue yielding, like, in 21 years, <laughs> right? But in Singapore, you have to study until like, what, 27, 28, right? So, like, you, you yield revenue almost 30 years later. Like. And so then I realized that since there's very little uh, upside, uh. and there's, there's evidently a lot of instant downside. Mm. Instant downside. We know three to five years, instant downside. Time, money, everything. Then I look at uh, people like Jade Rasif. She has, uh, I mean, she's well-to-do, so she has helpers. And I realised, wow, her motherhood, sure. she enjoys, she's a great mother, by the way. She's not those, like, people would think maybe she don't care because you don't see her Instagram. Yeah. She's protecting her child's identity in that sense, keeping him away from the limelight as much as possible. But she's like, you know, she's living the best life of being a young, mid-twenties, good-looking mom. person, mom. Yeah. yeah. And enjoying the best of her child. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deal with the middle of night with me at 3am. She can if she so choose, but she can always opt out because mm. she has helpers. And I feel like... Mm. I fully subscribe to this. Yeah, because like, you know, when, when the child's difficult, they don't want to eat. Don't wanna, when you want to eat your child, you eat your child. You don't want to have to feed your child, then you eat. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people find a lot of joy in that. Like maybe once or twice when I do it with my godchildren, love. If I have to do it every <laughs> single day, I'll be like, maybe you scared me. If I... Like if someone is... For example, him in yeah. future, like he thinks of like just outsourcing all the tougher parts of yeah. child rearing, and then like yeah. you, the time that you spend with the kid is like playing with the kid. That so kind of thing. essentially, you won't have the authentic experience with your kid. Yeah, is that what you're saying, right? But what are the trade-offs of that? If you want to have less work to do with your kid, then you need to sacrifice some of that um, personal time, I guess. Yeah. Right? I had this period in my in my childhood, right, where when I was. When my mom came, comes back and I'm watching TV or I'm playing something, she gets upset at me. Mm. Because she feels like, why you got time and then help me housework? To the point whereby I even told her once or I once articulated it to a family member, it's like, it's as though she cannot see me just happy. Yeah, it got to the point we were fighting all the time. And then when a helper came actually to take care of my grandparents, but they also do the chores, right? Then my parents and I had the best relationship. 
we came back, we asked, she asked about school, asked about work. We talk about my, my girlfriend already, you know? Okay. <laughs> and it's quality, we don't come in and be like, what are you doing? You do homework right now, why are you watching TV? Why are you not sweeping the floor? Yeah. I work whole day, I still need to come in and do housework, you know? Yeah. All that friction, which also part of motherhood. <laughs> just caught, no one miss it, lor. Right. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, right, like, it goes back to what do we define as good parents? If being with your child and taking care of the household and like doing all these different things, spending 100% of the time with them equals being a good parent, then what you don't see is the built-up resentment such as that. Mm-hmm. Or like, if you have to go through the 3am diaper changes, yeah. how can you be with them at 10am and be at your 100% to really spend yeah. a good day You start getting frustrated them. at them, you know, you feel like you're the source of my unhappiness, my life has changed to shit because uh, of you. Okay, calm down. <laughs> so like, maybe good parenting, again, I think it's very subjective, could be about being yep. there for the moments that matter so that you outsource yeah. all the other moments that mm-hmm. are slightly more negative. Huh? But if you ask like a tiger mom, I guess they will be like, take outrage at that, right? They'll be like, you need to be there for every moment. You need to, yeah. if you don't take care of it yourself, you're not like, really like taking fully care of them. You're not a good mother. Okay, later I go ask yeah. my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying C-section doesn't make you a mom as well, because you never push through your veg. My mom insisted on giving natural birth. She would give birth to me 17 hours. Yeah, I stuck there. Then the doctor <laughs> had to vacuum my head. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Thanks for watching. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, like to me, I feel like the issue with domestic helpers lies with you just not being a shitty person. I think that's yeah. just the end of it. Mm. Agreed. So this is the last episode that we have Donovan with us today. Uh, we'd like to thank him so much for joining us. Thanks, Don. I didn't know like, my comeback lah. We'll see last episode. It's <laughs> not next time we're gonna. Okay, yeah, if you like to, ha- if you like us having Donovan, let us know and we'll try yeah. to invite him. John Paul might fall sick again. Oh, I might. Or any one of us. Oh, we might have five. Thanks so much for watching. If you liked what you watched, remember to drop us a sub and like this video as well. We'll see you in the next one. Bye bye. Bye bye.